You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, we've got a big show of CarCast. We're going to talk about uh, some cool things that have been happening up at Monterey Car Week. Big auction sales, new uh, news about McLaren, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Dodge. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because they're offering Dodge Power Dollars. That means you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car during the Dodge Summer Clearance event. Hurry in now and save. Let's say you want a Hellcat Red Eye, 797 horsepower. Well, you get $10 off per horsepower. That's $7,970 off. So hurry into your Dodge dealer now. And, uh, and of course, Continental. Continental belts. If you think of all the weird things that you find in cars, not just French fries and melted crayons, things like weird stuff. Uh, bizarre trinkets, weird stuff, live snakes, who knows what. Depends on where you are, I guess. Well, another thing that you'll find, but certainly in a good way, are continental belts. I bet you didn't know that they're OE and millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. Continental has launched their aftermarket multi-V belt with this OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series of belts, the serpentine belts that everyone's got on every car. They're they're fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. The Continental's OE technology series multi-V belt, it's the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, go to oetechnologyseries.com. All right. What do you say? Let's get started. Welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and Bill Goldberg calling in. Oh, man, hectic, uh, hectic travel schedule, hectic weeks going on, hectic work schedules. Uh, I think, Bill, you're finally taking a breath, getting your head above water uh, with the crazy travel and work schedule. And uh, I just got back from the five-day road trip to Monterey Car Week and back. Uh, By the way, great event. It's just, you know how these things go. It's just like you're up late and you're hanging out with everybody and you're going to the events. There is nobody crying for either one of us right (laughs) now. Nobody is. We're we're not asking for it, ladies and gentlemen. The just, only just to put it, you know, just to put it out there, we're not asking for it. We're just stating fact. Yeah, it's it was uh it was fun, and we're back into the groove. And uh, Monterey was fantastic, and uh, we had a great uh, a great uh, group of people with us. Uh, and Adam did a live show. We did some racing, and we'll get into the racing side of things uh, uh, later in this week when I do the show with Adam um, and some of the fun antics and things like that that went on, but. Uh, but uh, uh, I will tell you this, uh, Bill, this time we, we did it right. We had a friend fly in from Seattle who is a chef, and he brought 40 pounds of meat, $1,000 of caviar. He came to the house. Uh, Dan Wood, the chef, he came to the house, the Airbnb, cooked on Friday night for everybody. And then he's like, I'd love to cook at the track. So we loaded up the barbecue from the Airbnb took it to the track, barbecued, and then everybody came by, like Alistair Weaver from Edmonds. Like, everybody's like, hey, man, it smells good over here. <laughs> and he had uh, a, a pork and beef and steak and just like it was a fantastic 
epic, epic event. And the only one crying about any of it is Chris because he couldn't go. <laughs> well, if anybody if there were, if anybody had a spoonful of sympathy about your travel, it was just eaten or thrown out because of the uh, chef. <laughs> the chef that um, came in. Story. He brought yeah, forty pounds of meat, and the guy was fantastic. Oh, it was uh, it was awesome, um, man. So uh, here's some here's some uh, some Monterey stuff that that went on. First of all, you and I talked about the McLaren GT, and you. Oh. I were you were traveling at one point and you got a glimpse of the car in person. I finally got a chance to see the car in person, and uh, you and I are both fans of McLaren. So there's a few news stories about McLaren, but uh, I posted a few um, images on my on my Instagram, my social media, of Facebook and Instagram of the new McLaren GT. What a pretty car! You know, I don't. I, okay, I, so could you see any discernible difference in size at all? I, I don't, I'll, you know, I, uh, you know, it, it, there, there isn't, except for it holds a, a golf club, you know, a golf bag instead of a pair of shoes. Yeah. I think, I think what they did is they, they, whatever existing model or platform, maybe a 570 or something that they're, they were building on. And it looks like they changed the bodywork, like the hatch that would cover the motor. They raised it up a little bit higher, gave it a little bit flatter angle to it, and uh, and put a storage compartment above the engine. And it made it into a into a hatchback with sort of a shallow storage. But you can open the hatch. You got a nice big leather, you know, a, a you know storage place there that goes right into the cockpit. I can't say for sure. If there's more shoulder room or anything, but possibly the way they configured it, it might have a little more headroom and maybe the seat could go back a little bit further. Um, But I don't know that height is so much the issue as shoulder room with getting, you know, you in a car like that. Right. Yeah, so those, I, those cars are are very lacking in that area. But you, you know, let's just be honest. It's a beautiful car. I'm glad you got to see it in person. I'm sure that it was uh, as visually spectacular as the, the photos you took are. And uh, you know, I can't wait to see it. Yeah it's it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be nice. I I you're right. I we'll reach out to McLaren and find a way for you to to give it a give it a test drive. Now we know it is a a high-end sports car. It's meant to be a little snug. Those seats and everything. Otherwise, you 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 know, you just get a Yukon, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of comfort in that tight feeling, but you know, it's it's you can have that tight feeling in the seat and still have room in the cabin to move around a tiny bit. And, you know, you, you give up what, depending upon what you're asking for, there's certain areas you're giving up and Hey, that's one of the areas you give up and it is what it is. Yeah. And you, you gotta, you gotta kind of learn different things about these cars and they're, they're not for everyone. And, uh, I, I mean, I'd be honest with you, like when I was driving the 720S, I think you've heard us, we were talking a little bit about this before, maybe a while ago, last year, or doing doing the shows. And uh, I was driving the 720s, and I, you know, I was filming some stuff for them, and I posted it up on uh, on Instagram. And uh, Steve Austin was in his LA house. He's a he's a neighbor of mine, and he sends me a text. Hey, brother, what what's the what's with the McLaren? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just driving. He's like, come on over. And uh, and I go over there, and uh, I know he's taken a couple of bumps in the ring, and the way that door opens and that kind of a scissor door up, he had a hard time. He's like, my shoulder doesn't go that way. 
<laughs> you know, trying to grab the door and close it. He's like, this is a little more difficult than I thought, like possibly the going door or or like Aston Martin. It kind of goes out and up a little bit. But that uh, it's just something to consider, like depending on on your age and the life you've lived and, and maybe uh, – you know, maybe for Steve Austin, the the, Mc, the McLaren is not the best car for him. <laughs> no, nah, you know, but like you say, you, uh, like I said, you got to sacrifice in certain areas to have the best in others. So, yeah, you know, you can't uh, uh, having the best of both worlds. You know, sacrifices the performance of that car. So, um, I, it's a McLaren, man. So, yeah, you got to pour yourself in and out of it. Wear it like a suit. Wear like a suit. And uh, uh, speaking of McLaren, um, one of your favorite cars, I don't know if you've had a chance to drive or even try to crawl into $30 million. million. Oh, my God. Oh, well, it's 19.8. The the McLaren F1, this is the three-seater that we love. You know, Leno's got his. This is the McLaren F1 uh, LM. Uh, spec car. There was, uh, I believe, 106 McLarens, the F1s, only two LM spec cars. Now, it's sold, and it's sold for a crazy number. The estimate was high. It was 21 to 23 million, but this hammered at 18, and then when you add the VIG and everything, you're at $19.8 million, and I, I still like, I dig this car. You dig this car. I think Corolla's like a little less on this car um, uh, than, than we are. I just love what it represents, and I just love the performance of the car. And, and it's still just like this insane car. And I don't know, when did it come out? Like 94, 93? 94. Yeah, 94. It's like what it was able to do back then still holds now as one of the most capable cars out there. That's, um, that's unbelievable. It is Once unbelievable. You consider how far technology has gone, it's, it's unbelievable fathomable that something like that was built at that time. And you know what's interesting is is like to start to get to that performance in the hypercar world. Now we now we live in a world where potentially a new C eight Corvette uh you know for a hundred thousand uh, dollars can can get up to some of those specs. I don't know, maybe it doesn't have quite the top end or something or the exclusivity, but uh but nowadays it's like what do, what do you get? You get a, you get a you get a Bugatti that's millions of dollars or a Pagani that's millions of dollars or you get into one of these upcoming uh all electric hypercars. Like you know, it's it's amazing that we have to have <sighs> It's so tough to kind of reach the performance of the McLaren F1, and it's uh, it's definitely in a rarefied world. Um, but it was cool to see. We went out there. We saw it. It was also lined up next to a bunch of other supercars, Celine S7. Uh, Ken Lingenfelter had his, uh, his dark purple Vector out there. Now, it didn't sell, which is interesting. Um, I think it's a, it's a cool car, uh, an American car supercar from back in the day and i think early versions had a lamborghini v12 and then later versions i think had a donovan v8 engine it's kind of a uh, sort of a nascar stock car style of engine something with the racing pedigree in it and uh uh his car is is fantastic and i think he was looking for something like I don't know, two hundred fifty thousand for it, and uh, uh, I guess 
nobody was in the room for it. Um, it got a high bid of about $120,000, and I think he ended up taking it home. Uh, he didn't need to sell it. Um, I, I'm not even I, – we, we haven't had a chance to talk to him. I'm wondering why he put it up there. But uh, uh, but look, he he's enjoyed the car. It's been in his, in his museum where he does all the charity events. All the kids love that car. They come in, and I know he likes to mix up the collection every now and then. And uh, he's such a nice guy that a lot of the things he puts in his collection are really just for all the kids that come in there. He's never seen a Transformers movie, but he bought cars from the Transformers because he knows the kids and the McDonald's, whatever foundation that they bring all these kids, they're going to lose their mind when they see that stuff. So he's like, I bought the whatever, the Pontiac uh, something, something from a uh, Transformers movie. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Have you seen the movie? He's like, no, I don't even know what that movie is. I just heard the kids <laughs> would love it. I was like, you're a good man. You're a good dude, Ken Lingenfelter. And uh, so I he's like, Ken Lingenfelter is a good dude is an understatement. Yeah, he's he really is. Um, uh, we always enjoy. Uh, we got to have him on this show. We've had him on the other shows, Shift and Steer and and Carcast, the other shows. But we got to have him on here because uh, because he's got a, a, a fleet of muscle cars and things that he loves as well. And he's he's always out there doing Optima Challenge that we don't get to talk about too much with uh, with Adam uh, because we get too much into his Ferraris and stuff. And you know, like we said before, he's the guy where he's like, "Look, I got this letter in the mail," and Ferrari said, "Congratulations." You've been selected to purchase a LaFerrari. It was like you got a letter in the mail that says you are so lucky you get to give our company one point five million dollars. He's like, it's the best letter ever. I was like, really? I was like, okay, it's a weird letter to get. So congratulations, you get to give us a bunch of your money. Uh, I'm living on a different plane. Man. It, it really the is. Exclusivity of that letter. Like, you know, it, my brother gets those. I know so. your brother, and, and we never really talk about that too much. But your brother has an amazing Ferrari collection, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a freak, and uh, he's got a nice little Daytona, a forty, a fifty, and an Enzo. And uh, he would have gotten the FXX, but it wasn't uh, street legal, and he kind of. He kind of stopped there, um, although that's a pretty cool little handful of Ferraris. Oh, yeah. And, and Taking and those things on Independence Pass, uh, you know, my both my brothers and I, the 40 to 50 in the Enzo, and then just switching every time we get to the top of the hill. It's a, it's a pretty bitching deal, you know. you got two brothers, right? You've got the, the restaurateur down in uh, – he's out here, right? He's down in Southern California? Yeah, Solana Beach. And then your other brother is uh, Aspenite. Where is he? Aspen. Aspen. He's in Colorado. Who's the, who's the older brother, little brother? Where do you where do you rank in the? Uh, oh, I'm uh, 16 years younger than my closest brother, who's two years younger than my eldest brother. Oh, you're the baby. Oh yeah, you're the baby. Are your brothers big boys? Way. Are they big boys? Because I wonder, like, what does your brother oh, yeah. say about, like, oh, yeah. oh I, yeah. can I fit in this car or can I fit in that car? Like, does that play a big factor in their car shopping? Um, they're from a different era, and you know, they surely didn't have the options that we have, right? Um, so it's kind of a take take it or take. It's it's follow your passion. My mm-hmm. eldest brother, the Ferrari, you know, collector, uh, started my, uh, 
you know, European sports car um, uh, thirst with his XK70 XKE convertible v- V12, you know, oh, four yeah. British racing green. And I used to drive it in high school. Wow. And, uh, you know, he, he started buying Ferraris after that, but he was a Jaguar guy in the, in the beginning. So your brother, but, uh, I, I could see the, the age difference, your brother being a big influence on, on, on you, but certainly on your, your love of cars. He, it sounds like he, he certainly introduced you into, I would say, a realm of cars which are not common, like an XKE or something. It's just not, you know, it's, it's. You know, it's different. My brother drove a Mustang, so I got into Mustangs, right? We were driving Fox body Mustangs, and now I'm stuck with that hunk of shit of a car, which well, I Well, I didn't get into <laughs> muscle cars from my brothers. They were already gone. Um, I, they had no influence during those years. Mm-hmm. You know, early on in my life, when I was a little kid, that's when their their uh, auto uh, taste, you know, kind of bled down to me, but... When I was in high school, it was all my buddies' older brothers that had the Chargers and you know the GTXs and the RTs and yeah. the Mustangs, and they they had all the cars which were very impressional impressional impress yes <laughs> uh, uh, they they reflected very well on, upon me during that period of time, and I, those are the cars that I always aspired to get. Now the Jag was one that I aspired to get to because of that other influence, but it was different, you know, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know. I love that all three of you boys have wildly different careers, but such go-getters all successful in the, in the three careers that you guys went after. Uh, yeah, that's, we're that's different. Admirable. You know, both my older brothers are kind of molding into the same person now in that they're <laughs> in the restaurant business together the nightclub business together and live music together business together so um but but yeah they were a huge influence on me man no doubt um my brother used to to go out i mean he i told you the story about him flipping his indie light out in aspen and denny sullivan you know and i jumping in the defender to get him right after sullivan had that crash in the indy 500 um and his he was in a in a in a full cast up to its hip and he was driving this defender around the track and the wheels felt like they were all coming off the ground every time we went around the corner. But, uh, yeah, it was, a they, they, they made, they've been huge influences, you know, on my, uh, my cars. All right. Well, let's see what happens when the new McLaren GT comes around. If you fit in one, you can call your brother and go, Hey, we might fit a McLaren GT. Who's in? <laughs> well, you know, he, I don't, he's not of that. He, he's not there right now. He's more into the driving his, his, you know, 52 foot long Prevost. Oh yeah. Uh, around the country with his family. Cause he's got two little kids now. I mean, he, I don't know how much time he spends in his cars and he's not in the market for new stuff. He's, you know, that, 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 uh, the little collection he's got, I think is the end all, but, um, yeah, there's a, there's a GT with my name on it somewhere. Uh, so we'll see, man. We'll see what yeah. happens. I, 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 I really need to sit and that's for sure. But I'm, I'm unfortunately of the opinion that the cockpit is configured the same and the only difference in them classifying it a GT is in the, the, the trunk, quote-unquote, is a little bit bigger. Yeah. 
Well, we'll we'll reach out to our friends at McLaren. They're always they're they're great. We've done a bunch with them before, and we'll see what uh, what they say as far as as far as room in there and some specs in there. Um, we got some more Monterey stuff I want to tell you about before we get started. Uh, let me tell you a bit about Brembo. We love our friends at Brembo. Sixty to zero—that's the number. That's the one you should be paying attention to. <coughs> Excuse me. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over fifty years. Brembo, the world leader in braking systems, has now made replacing brakes on your everyday vehicle even easier. For domestic, Asian, and European models, from subcompact cars to full-size pickups, BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE-equivalent replacement brake components. You guys heard us talk about this before. You know, if your car was equipped with Brembo, you can get all the replacement stuff at BremboStoreUSA.com. But even if you don't have Brembo brakes, you can still use their rotors and brake pads. They have it for almost every vehicle out there. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, go to BremboStoreUSA.com now to get the brakes, which have been the choice of champions for over 50 years. And now for a limited time, you can use code CARCAST10. To get 10% off your first purchase, go to BremboStoreUSA.com, use CarCast10 to get 10% off and achieve that 60 to 0 braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. All right. So uh, when we went out there, we went to one of our favorite events, which is the uh, which is the Acura Party. They always do an unveiling um, at the, I don't know, Carmel Valley Lodge or something. Uh, they always host a nice event. It's always great people. Our friend Dave Merrick, who's the uh, the, the creative director at Acura, uh, is always there. And um, it was exciting to see. You guys have seen probably on social media and in the news, you saw this blue Acura four-door sedan, kind of a mid-sized sedan, the new TLX. It's the TLX uh, concept. It's a gorgeous looking sedan. But the real uh, news behind it is Acura is bringing back the Type S mark. You know, they had the Integra, you know, uh, Type S, and it was sort of their high performance uh, line of cars. And I felt like I'm not picking on Acura, but certainly other than the Acura NSX, they sort of lost a little bit of that uh, performance. Uh, you know, uh, acumen for a while. They have the Civic Type R now, um, which is which is kind of cool for for that genre of car. But the Type S Mark is something that I felt like they could have been rolling with for a while now, and really kind of built it up and competed with M and and Audi RS and things like that, and AMG. And it is nice to know that that was their big announcement. They're saying, "Hey, we're bringing back Type S." And we want to make some high-performance cars. And I said, hey, I, I went right up to them, and, and I, I don't know what sort of news is out there yet or or what's embargoed. But it, so, you know, hopefully we're not getting in trouble for this. But I said – I talked to them, and I said, hey, what, what can we expect from Type S? Is this going to be a cosmetic thing? You're going to throw some badges on and and some body kit? And they said, no, no, no. We want to go after performance. We want the TLX sedan to go after like Audi RS4. And I said, well, those are some big shoes to fill. And uh, and they said, yes, and we're excited to go after that. So um, Audi's big uh, performance handling thing is what they call the SH. 
uh, all-wheel drive, super handling all-wheel drive. And uh, so I would imagine the new TLX sedan, you know, the base trim will probably be front-wheel drive, uh, 200-something horsepower. It'll be a nice car. And then the Type S is probably going to be the all-wheel drive version, and it's probably going to have a more aggressive body and a lowered stance and better performance all around and a nice bump in horsepower. And uh, I'm excited to see what they do with this. And if they take a little bit of influence from NSX as well, um, you guys know I'm a fan of the NSX. I, I know maybe it's not selling as well as they want. By the way, huge discounts, like $30,000 discounts. So if you love that car, now's the time to go and get it. And uh, it's one of the one of the easiest to drive supercars out there. So the, the, for that reason, I love it. Um, so anyway, that's that's the big announcement from Acura is bringing back Type S. I'm told there's going to be two Type S vehicles in their lineup, but they only said the TLX is going to be one of them. I have no idea what the other one's going to be. So I don't know. Like, are are you are are you? What do you think of the super sedans? Are you a fan of like the the M5s and the Audi RS7s and the Porsche Panameras? Are you a super sedan kind of guy? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean there's there's a place for them. No no doubt. I mean look at look at what they're doing with the uh, wide body charger. It's kind of the same. Yeah, it is. That's super sedan category. as well. That, I mean it's the same, I mean so to ask me that question, yeah, it's my favorite car coming out. So that that to me is the most favorable category because it provides room and and you know equivalent horsepower or you know performance. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean we we somehow we we forget to categorize that car in in that same group. You think Audi RS4, and you should think. Uh, Charger, you know, Hellcat uh, is, as well. Yeah, as, I don't know. Maybe it's just as I get older, I kind of dig the super sedans uh, more and more and uh, becoming a big fan of them. Um, you know, the super SUVs is kind of a different category. They're fun to drive. Uh, I'm not sure that it, 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 that I'm the audience for it. Uh, maybe it needs a little bit more of a family-oriented thing or different weather conditions where you want a little bit of lift to it. But uh, on the super SUV front, uh, Aston Martin has been uh, talking more about what they call the DBX. It's an Aston Martin SUV. And uh, unfortunately, there was a there was a private showing of the vehicle. I wasn't able to go. We just had too many things going on at once. Um, but uh, I hear good things about it. It has a lot of, uh, you know, SUV. It has a lot of Aston Martin design to it. Um, there's there's spy photos up and, and the camouflage photos of it, all that are out there. And uh, what we're hearing is the DBX will have the same V8 that's in the Vantage V8. So this is a, a four-liter twin-turbo V8. It's from AMG, the, the Mercedes brand. It's an it's an AMG sourced four liter twin turbo V eight. Uh, I think in the Vantage it's like five hundred and three or five hundred and eight horsepower. I would expect it to be that. I don't think they want to put a four in front of it. I think the DBX sells better if it's five hundred something. If it's four ninety five, it doesn't 
do as well. Although I feel like we had the same discussion about the Corvette. You know, we're like, why isn't it just 500 horsepower? And they're like, instead of the 495 or whatever it yeah. is. But I think, uh, I think Aston's going to put a five in front of it uh, one way or another. Um, you know, and everybody's doing that. I mean, Ferrari's talking about an SUV, and now we have we have hot Maseratis, and now Ferrameos, and 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 Trackhawks, and 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 everything. So, and they're fun to drive. Uh, uh, and I guess uh, as Americans, we love them. Uh, most of us love them. Um, I don't know. Do you have a Do you have any strong feelings on super SUV versus super sedan? Well, I mean. Um I think the super sedan is much more palatable visually. Um, but there's a, Hey, Wanda loves the super, super SUV. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. anything that goes fast. Absolutely. Period. End of story. No doubt. Yeah. I think there's a market for it because, you know, I mean, look at everybody who's got a, every, every guy who's married who has a, a nice sports car who with a wife that's uh, equal uh, in uh, you know, in taste to him is going to want something like that, you know, equivalent to. Look at the look at the big uh, G class Mercedes with the monstrous, yeah. you know, Brabus stuff, or you know, yeah. There's there's uh, hey, anything out there that goes fast, there's a market for it these days. Yeah, because I, I guess we feel like that one way or another politics or rules or laws or EPA or whatever, we feel like more and more of the cool stuff is being taken uh, taken away from us. So that makes us desire the, the high-performance things more and more. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the Trackhawk. I drove the Alfa Romeo Stelvia SUV, the 505 horsepower version. I think I like that more than the sedan. But uh, there's a real hot Maserati that's out, too, that uh, I'm going to get my hands on at some point. Um, so we'll check those out. And uh, But uh, let me tell you guys about Geico. Of course, we love Geico. They're big supporters of our show. Geico, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You can pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you could do today. Check out Geico.com. And uh, <clears throat> our road trip, instead of the, uh, the high-performance SUV, we, for the second year in a row now, because uh, we loved it so much, we drove the new Lincoln Navigator Black Label, and uh, this thing allows us to load up all of our gear in the back. It's three rows, but the middle row has got the big, comfy captain's chairs that are heated, and it's got its own air conditioning, and, and it's got all the USB ports and the 12-volt outlet plugs, but also it has a 110 outlet plug. So if you plug in your laptop and you're charging some stuff or like you know things like that, so now, we load up all of our gear, fold down the third row of seats. We load up all of our gear. We drive up to Monterey. We dump everything in the Airbnb. Our guys uh, take the other truck and trailer. They bring the race car up. And now we have an SUV. We pop up the third row of seats 
and then our track guys can jump in and we can hit up the events, the Acura event and the live shows and things like that and Pebble Beach and, and everybody can ride in one vehicle. So we had such a great time. It's got heated and cooled seats and then it's got massaging seats as well which is great for that long trip. So there's the flip side of the high-performance SUV world is the, the luxury SUV world, you know? And I don't know. I feel like everything's kind of expensive these days. I think the Lincoln the Lincoln Black Label with everything is like 98 grand, about $100,000. But it was fantastic to drive. And it was big and it was quiet. It was fast. And it scooted along pretty good. Fantastic sound system. So I don't know it's kind of the other side of the coin is is you get the the high performance stuff or you get the big cushy, you know, uh, luxury mobile. Um, or you can get all of the above. Yeah, maybe you can get all of the above. So uh, we talked. I think it was a couple weeks ago. How Lotus was um, one of their concepts was the uh, uh, Ivesia. I think it was called the Ivesia is what they're calling it. And it's a it's a supercar, hypercar that's electric, like four motors. It was 1,972 horsepower. And uh, uh, they had the concept at the Quail event. And uh, interesting, very impressive, um, very futuristic, um, uh, kind of a crazy thing. And this is where we, we're getting – into this world of super electric cars. The Rimac was there, and the Rimac is unfortunately famous for uh, for uh, the Top Gear guy from doing that hill climb event and then kept going, went like over the edge and, and crashed, and he got a little messed up, but he's okay now. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, the Rimac was there. Um, the uh, This Lotus was there. It was interesting to see. Um the Quail Lodge is such a great event, and you know they have all the the cars on the lawn, but then the manufacturers have their displays, and it's sort of become uh, like the 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 small manufacturer supercar world. Sort of the Porsches there, Bentleys there, Bugattis there, um, but Koenigsegg was there, Rimac was there, Singer, all the Singer Porsches had a big display that was cool to see. Uh, that Di Tommaso P seventy one. Uh, was there. Uh, the Pagani guys were there. Um, we talked to the Pagani guys, and uh, uh, and they um, were telling us about the uh, the Pagani Wyra BC, uh, the, the Roadster. That car was there. Um, so some pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. I'll tell you, the, uh, the, uh, the Koenigsegg Jesco is a, is a pretty badass-looking vehicle in person. Um, and uh, and Bugatti, we filmed some stuff with Bugatti. Uh, uh, we we have the show called Going Racing, uh, Going Racing with Adam Kroll. It's on Pluto, and and uh, I think it's all on Pluto TV. Um, we have our own channel. We have our own chassis media channel on Pluto TV. So you guys check it out there. And we put up these episodes of Going Racing. It's stuff with me. It's stuff with Adam. It's stuff at the car auctions and. Uh, uh, and Adam went and filmed sort of a walk around, and Bugatti's got this this crazy like one off supercar. I say one off, but maybe they're going to make ten of them. He said it was ten million dollars, uh, or with the translation with euro, it's somewhere between ten and eleven million dollars. And uh, and I was talking to the Bugatti guy, and I was like, listen, you know, we we've been doing this show for a while. I think uh, I think we've you know we've had a 
we've been lucky to drive a number of crazy cars out there, um, some of the best things. I said, but not Bugatti. How do we make that happen? And the Bugatti guy said, okay, we can do it. <laughs> he said, we can do it. He's like, what's your plan? I said, well, let's film it. Let's, you know, if we're going to get the car, let's film it for going racing. We get, and I said, how do you guys do it? What do you do? Do you do a press car? He's like, no, no, we can do like a one day thing. And I said, okay, sure. One day is fine. I don't expect much more than that. It's a very rare car. And he said, yeah, but we need to bring a driving instructor out here to walk you through the car and do some driving with that person. And I said, all right, so call him up and uh, let's do it. And they said, yeah, we need to fly him in from Europe. <laughs> He's like, so we fly, they fly in a guy. They walk you through the car because it's 1,500 horsepower. And then you do your driving day down PCH or the Malibu canyons and do whatever and when they fly him out they try to like book i don't know maybe two or three of these things and then they gotta fly him home and i said well when you do it put me on the list that would be fantastic i love to drive the bugatti and they're like sure (laughs) so uh i'm hoping all of this comes together and i get a chance to drive uh one of the new bugattis not the veyron the veyron's old news the new bugatti Chiron or Chiron? Sharon? I don't know. I think it's Sharon. Uh, I don't know. It looks awesome. I think the design is better than the Veyron. And uh, I don't know, 1,500 horsepower or something like that would be crazy. I mean, your wide-body charger is going to be knocking on the door 1,500 horsepower, but it doesn't cost $3 million. No doubt. <laughs> um. Speaking of that, let me tell you guys about Dodge. You can get Dodge Power Dollars with any new car during the Dodge Summer Clearance event. This is how it works. The math is simple. For every horsepower for your new car, you'll get $10 off. So if you want to peel out in a Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye, you just got $7,970 off the price. 797 horsepower gets you $79.70 off the price. So uh, hurry into your Dodge dealer now for the Dodge Summer Clearance event. Get $10 off per horsepower. Uh, we love that. Okay, So, so if, I, if I did that now, I could get $16,000 off. Yeah. You should ask them if <laughs> I want a modified vehicle. They're like, hey, I want, uh, I'm want i going to build 15, 1600 horsepower on my Charger. Can I take uh, a retroactive? Yeah, right. Can I take 16000 off the price? Um, uh, I don't think it is retroactive. I just want to remind everybody that I'm the second fastest drag racer in Detroit. That's all I want to say. We can move on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you earned it, yeah. Uh, um, uh, the way it all kind of came out, it was just kind of like this sort of process elimination. I, I more got lucky and won a lottery ticket on that one than anything else. But uh, but I'm going to milk it for everything out there. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the Corvette. I'm still a big fan of the Corvette. I can't dr- I can't wait to drive the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. They came out with their pricing. They said under sixty thousand. Of course. We knew that meant fifty nine nine ninety five. That's the deal. But uh, GM is saying, hey, this is more of an introductory price. It's probably not going to happen on year two. So the twenty twenty base price is going to be fifty nine nine ninety five. But the twenty twenty one model year is going to have a little bump in price. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, but I, here's the weird part: is every 
dealer out there going to be a douche and put a markup on it so no one's going to get it for 60000 And then the next year when it's a little more than 60000 and and nobody's going to get a markup anymore, that the new cars are going to be, I don't know, $62,000? Um, yes. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And <laughs> it's so funny. We, we're picking up this 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 car, this anniversary Nissan 370Z, and the dealer's like, yeah, you know, we're like, we know you made the deal with the manufacturer. We've got the car. You've got to buy it from the dealer because the manufacturers don't sell cars directly. I said, hey, no problem. When you get the car in, shoot me an email. We'll do the paperwork. We'll get you the car. And he said, we got it. And I said, uh, okay, I'm, I don't want to say the dealer because I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. They're doing the right thing, but this is just sort of funny how it came down. I'm just talking, I'm not talking to the general manager. I'm talking like to the internet sales guy. And I go, all right. So I, I hit him back. I go, just just tell me what your best price is on the car. Here's our address where we're going to register it. And you, you tell me the all-in price and the taxes and the whole thing. And he comes back and he's like, I... I spoke to the manager, and we're going to get markups on these cars. But uh, you know, your deal with with Nissan from the manufacturer, you'll pay sticker. And I said, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> I said, but but don't don't, for lack of a better term, don't threaten me with this markup bullshit because we have very very strong opinions about dealer markups. And uh, and I said, and we like you guys. You've been very kind so far and holding the car for us and you're going to deliver it to us and, and we're going to shoot a nice video. But uh, don't bring up that dealer markup bullshit again because I don't want to start yapping about your dealer as one of the ones who has the markup because it'll yep. get me so fired up. You know it's one of the few things that gets me so fired up, these stupid dealer markups. It's just a, a terrible, insane you know, dumb tax that you're giving the dealer. Like gas free gouging. Money. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's, it's just criminal. Yeah. So I said, let's just forget you mentioned the dealer markup and you send me the price and we'll just close the deal and we'll get our new car. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. So we're just moving on. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. I, we're gonna have to give the studio over to uh, to the next group. But uh, I don't know if you've got any updates on the cars. Uh, as I went to Monterey, I, I dropped off the Ford Lightning over at Gale Banks Engineering, and uh, they they've actually like sent me some sketches of things that they're doing. They're like, here's some some CAD drawings and whatever. And we told you that they're doing all the baseline testing uh, on the vehicle, and now they're saying, hey, we've been developing. This is interesting. We've developing an intercooler for a supercharger or turbo kit that would go on a Jeep. And they said, we think this would fit on your truck. So now they're trying to get an intercooler to work with the supercharger on my truck. And they're doing all the testing. And I love that idea because as we upgrade to the Pro Charger and the bigger engine, we can really take advantage of this intercooler. These intercoolers will work better as you throw more boost into them. So if I'm running five or six pounds with my with my crappy Powerdyne supercharger and it's it has a little bit of improvement, when I put 10, 12 pounds through it, it's going to be even better. The, the, oh, the, yeah. the benefits will be compounded by having a really good, efficient intercooler on there. So I'm excited about that as well. And the guys at Hellwig Suspension said, hey, uh, we used to make sway bars for these things, which were a nice little upgrade. We don't anymore, but we have them in stock. So why don't we do that as well? I said, let's do it. 
let's beef up that suspension. And uh, so we're going to be doing that as well. So anyway, that's a little update on the Lightning. And uh, once I get it back, I'll show you guys uh, what Banks has been doing to it. It's going to go back to Gale Banks after we build the thing and do all of the testing again. I'm curious to see if they're doing the, the initial dyno number to see where the hell we are at horsepower. On a 100,000-mile truck, where are we with horsepower? And and they're going to get inlet temperatures to tell me if that supercharger that's on there, is it making any horsepower or is it just creating too much hot air? <laughs> You know, it could just be blowing hot air in there. It's like a hairdryer. It's probably killing horsepower because it's very inefficient. It's a very old, old system. So uh, I can't wait to get that stuff because we love the data. But uh, I know you've been working and traveling. You get any updates on the on the on your on your stuff before we wrap up? Yeah, you know the uh, the uh, gearhead fabrication guys uh, posted a little picture of the Whipple supercharger installed on the uh, wide body charger. Or, nice. ch- or challenger, they are. And uh, uh, you know, speed course teasing everybody out there in uh, social media land as to uh, what project we got next. And you and I know, and our listeners, it's that charger. Yeah. And so uh, that uh, gearhead guys have the motor, and they're working on that. And update after update, man. And I'll be flying up to see Warman. I'm assuming when. Uh, Mr. Waitis from Magnaflow goes up there so that he can finish that exhaust, and I'll be driving that damn thing right out, right out of the, right out of the shop, and hopefully onto a, uh, a trailer and headed back to the house. So nice. That actually reminds me, I got a schedule now that I know that Richard is going to go up there and work on that. When he gets back, I should bring him the truck because we're going to do the exhaust on there, and I think I need to do the exhaust first because. When we tune the engine, the exhaust needs to be done to work with that tune. So when we, even when we swap the engine out, the exhaust will work with the engine that I have and make some power. But then when we swap something else in new, we don't want to tune yeah, you it want to, to get optimize it. it. Yeah, it's like if we put something in a new engine and then we get it tuned, and then we do the exhaust, we got to tune it again. So if we have the exhaust in there, we should do that first. Um, but yeah, cool stuff, and we love those guys. Oh man. Richard Wade is a Magnaflow. He's a good guy. He's working hard on the overhauling show as well. And he's working hard everywhere. So yeah, uh, anytime you can pull him away, it's uh, it's a blessing. And uh, and Seema is going to come up very quickly. Um, before we wrap up, one quick plug. Uh, very soon uh, coming up, August 30th at the World of Speed Museum in Oregon, uh, just outside of Portland, I believe. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Adam and I are doing a live show. It is a car show. Bring your cars out, and we're doing a live car cast, and we will be interviewing Mario Andretti. So I'm excited about that. Would you so, say the 29th, the 30th? I believe is a Friday. Well, the 29th is the premiere of the third season of Knife or Death on History go. Channel. So hey, everybody's got something cool to do two days. Ago. Wow, it's a big August is a big month. Um, all right, guys, thank you for checking that out, and uh, let's wrap things up. Of course, you can find me. I'm at Motorator on all the social medias. You can find Goldberg. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, Goldberg95, Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Uh, thanks, guys. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Under the speed limit, boys and girls. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. 
And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. We'll be right back.